All right, so I'm just going to hit one announcement today. You can see in your bulletin the other two that are on there. The announcement I want to hit is with our Conquer series. And so today we have a guest speaker here with us. Um, as an eldership team, we feel a strong conviction from the Lord on going Amen. through the Conquer series. Amen. We feel a strong conviction from the Lord to go through this. And so we've had around 100 people sign up, which is awesome. Um, but for those who have not, I just want to encourage you, you don't want to miss this. We believe the Lord is, as a community, he's sending us through this. And we want to do this together. We have the youth ministry. They're going to be joining this, so they won't be meeting back there. The young adult ministry, they're not going to meet on Thursdays. They're going to meet on Wednesdays now so they can be a part of this. So we're doing our best to rally all the troops together Amen. to walk through this together. We believe this is a real issue, not just here but everywhere, with the issue of pornography and, and sexual purity. And so you, you may say, and we've been saying this, you may say, I don't struggle with that. Praise God. Thank you. The Lord has put much grace and mercy upon you. But we want to train and equip you so that you can help someone else. I was talking to, to Randy Horton. He was saying how he's been thinking about his grandkids. And what if they end up struggling? Well, he wants to be ready to help them. And so just don't think about Thank yourself. You so think about much. your kids you. and your kids' kids. Think about your nephews, your nieces, whomever it may be who, who comes to you. And so you may not go through this for yourself. You may be going through this for someone else, but I encourage you that you will learn something. And so we're, we're serious about this. So for it's $12 for both of these books, Volume 1, Volume 2. We start this Wednesday. Originally, it's 30 bucks for both of these. We're just going to eat the cost. It's $12 for both. We'll start this Wednesday. We'll go five weeks. We'll jump into our summer nights, June and July, and we'll start back up in August and finish the last five weeks. And so these nights on Wednesday nights, we're going to gather together. There's about a 30-minute or a 45-minute video, depending on which uh, night we're on. And then we're going to break out into groups, and we're going to monitor the groups and make, make sure they are male, female, and then also age-appropriate. We want the youth to be among the youth, the young adults with the young adults, and et cetera. And so we're going to make sure it's a safe environment. We'll go through all of the, the confidentiality uh, things that we need to go through before we get going. Uh, but we are... Like I said, we feel a strong conviction to go through this as a body. And so with that being said, we met with the gentleman, uh, Dr. J. Davis. Uh, he, if you don't know him, he pastored at, sorry, J. Dennis. Dennis. I know okay. a J. Davis. Where's J. Davis? He's here. Joe Davis. J. Davis. Yeah, J. Davis. All right. That's okay. Man. Joe Dennis. Or sorry. <laughs> Touch me, Lord. <laughs> Dr. J. Dennis. It's hard. We met with him this past Thursday. <laughs> yeah, we met with him this past Thursday for about two and a half hours. Uh, this man is incredible. Amen. He has Amen. a true pastor's heart. He pastored at the church at the mall for 21 years. Uh, he has a, a counseling office here in Lakeland. Um, just some of his credentials. He, he gave me the short version. <laughs> I have the long version I could go through, but that'd take no. too much time. Uh, no, but he's no. a co-founder of the Wingman Nation, which helps with men's ministries and local churches to help give them resources. Uh, he's written 15 books. Uh, he has a master's in divinity and a doctorate of ministry. And here's the interesting part. He's beginning his Ph.D. in the area of sexual addiction. And so if you think he doesn't know what he's talking about or he's just some random guy, you're wrong. 
Uh, he, we've met with him, this guy, he's the real deal. So I'm Thank really excited to, to hear from him today. He has his wife, Angie, with him this morning as well. And so can we give a heart of the father welcome to Dr. So Jay Dennis. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Good job, man. Good job. Thank you so much. God bless you. Please be seated. I am so glad to be here. What a great atmosphere in this place. Angie and I love you so much. And let me tell you, we've been around a lot of leaders, and I am so impressed with your leaders here. I'm telling you, as I spent time with them on Thursday afternoon, my heart was so refreshed, and I hit reset as well, my friend. God is working in this church. So would you affirm your leaders? They are awesome. And then A.G. and I have known Troy and Lizette through uh, many, many years, and uh, so glad to see them and others of you. It's just good to be here. Don't, aren't you glad that the kingdom of God is so much bigger than a denomination? And we are here together. And I cannot tell you enough how important it is for you to go through the Conquer series. This is, I believe, the best series on dealing with pornography that you will ever find. And parents, I am begging you, please, please do this. Men, women, I am asking you, I am begging you, pleading with you, go through this. It is worth the time and the effort. And you're going to hear some stats in just a moment, but God has not led me to preach on just pornography per se today, but it is something that I believe that has created, the lack of it has created an opportunity for the enemy. So I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. I want to speak to you this morning on the issue of the blessing, releasing the gift that people you love need the most. Mark 10, 13 through 16. Would you stand, please, in honor of the reading of God's word? And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And he took them in his arms, and he began blessing them, laying his hands on them. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. I have a book entitled Dear Pastor, and it's brief letters from children to pastors. And, and as a pastor for almost 40 years now, uh, one of my greatest joys is being able to be around children. Listen to this. Dear Pastor, I like to go to church except when there is something better to do. Teddy, age 10. Dear Pastor, could you say a special blessing for my Aunt Beatrice? She's been looking for a husband for 12 years and still hasn't found one. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Debbie, age 9. Dear Pastor, I think more people would come to church if you moved it to Disney World. Laureen, age 9. Here's a good one. Dear Pastor, please say a prayer for my teacher. She's sick, and if you said a prayer, she would get better and come back to school. Sincerely, Susan, age 9. P.S. The other kids in my class said I shouldn't write this letter. <laughs> Dear Pastor, I wish you would tell some jokes in church. Even God likes to laugh. Your friend, Stuart, age 11. Dear Pastor, please say a prayer that my mother can lose 20 pounds. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
She tried Weight Watchers and that didn't help. Now she needs prayer, sincerely. <laughs> Jennifer, age 11. This is my favorite. Dear Pastor, I would like to bring my dog to church on Sunday. She's only a mutt, but she's a good Christian. Love, Victoria, age 9. One more. Dear Pastor, everybody says amen after your sermon because they're so glad it's over. Thomas, age 10. Don't you love to be around kids? You know, the Bible speaks of the blessing. The blessing of a parent to a child is one of the most important things you will ever do on earth as a parent. And many adults in this room have missed the blessing. There are teenagers here today who have missed the blessing. In a moment, I'll show you what happens or what could happen when the blessing is missed. That vacuum that's created, that longing within, that Satan comes along and he begins to plant seeds of, of things like pornography, we'll get to in a moment. I want you, if you're taking notes today, and I, I hope you'll write this down. Number one, I want you to look at defining the blessing. In the Old Testament, the blessing is spoken of 415 times, so it's that important. The word bless means to speak well of. It has something to do not only with the words that are spoken, but the tone in which they are spoken, the way in which you speak these words. In the Bible, there are four types of blessings, and we need each of those. Write these down. Number one, there is God's blessing to his people. We see a clear example of this in Abraham, Genesis 12, 2. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. The greatest blessing ever given by God to a human being is the blessing of salvation, of eternal life, of going to heaven and missing hell. Another blessing is what God gives to you when you obey him, John 13, 17. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Church obedience always, always, always brings the blessing of God. Number two, there is the blessing from people to God. And I'm speaking of praise and worship, adoring God as we did so beautifully a moment ago. You acknowledge God as a source of everything. You tell him with your words, with your expression, with your attitudes that he is worthy. Like David, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And then number three, the blessing of God over some person or thing. It is the act of blessing something through the act of setting it apart uh, dedicating it to God. Deuteronomy 28, 4 and 5 is a good example of that. You can dedicate something or someone to God by asking for a special blessing upon it. You can do that with your home or specific rooms in your home, your place of business, your job, your car, your food, your space at work, your classroom, wherever you spend time, you can dedicate that and should dedicate that to God and His glory. A Christian farmer Spent the day in the city. In a restaurant for his meal, he sat near a group of young men. After he bowed his head, he gave thanks for his food, and one of the young men thought he would embarrass the old gentleman. Hey, farmer, does everyone do that where you live? And the old man calmly replied, no, son, the pigs don't. Good answer. Number four is the blessing by one person to another. This is the blessing we're focusing on today. We see it throughout the Bible, such as Isaac blessing Jacob and Jacob blessing his grandsons, Joseph's sons. It is the kind of blessing that you want to give to your children, to your grandchildren. This is the family blessing. 
It is what your child longs for. And it is what many in this room have never gotten even to this day. Which leads me to number two. Notice missing the blessing. What happens if someone misses this blessing? There are thousands of children, adult children, teenagers, young children who have missed the blessing from their parents and they're crying out for it. There is an empty spot. There is a vacuum created when a child doesn't have the blessing of the parents. And they spend their lives seeking for the approval of others, often seen through overachieving. Oftentimes there is a willingness to compromise morally in order to get someone's affirmation, to get their approval. The blessing is sought with the wrong people in the wrong places. Folks, it's no excuse for not taking personal responsibility, but it gives you insight into why some people act the way they do and feel the way they feel. The blessing brings a sense of confidence, a sense of security, a sense of self-worth that we all want. When that blessing has been missed, there is an inner cry. Somebody please love me. Please accept me. Please let me know that you're proud of me. Please tell me I love you. There is some young lady looking for the blessing in the arms of some young man or older man who cares about one thing and it's not her best interest. There is some man trying to find the blessing by looking to someone other than his wife for affirmation. There is some young man sitting in prison today because he missed the blessing. There is some young man sniffing something up his nose, injecting something in his arm, drinking something that is destructive. Why? Because he missed the blessing. There is some woman looking for the blessing in a chat room or through an affair. She may be looking for the blessing in a department store or jewelry store, thinking that that's going to bring her the happiness she so longs for. There is someone looking for the blessing through a site on a pornographic website, for, through, through their computer or smartphone. One of the vulnerabilities resulting from a missed blessing that I've seen can be the temptation to view pornography. That doesn't excuse a person for looking at pornography, but it might explain why the temptation is so great for so many people. Pornography is the number one moral issue facing the church today. There's not anything that is a close second. Listen to these statistics. I believe that 80% of the men in churches are struggling at some level with pornography, and about 50% of Christian women are struggling as well. The largest group of internet pornography consumers is children ages 12 to 17. Researchers believe that pornography's intense stimulation of the brain brings about significant changes to the brain similar to drug addiction. There are over 100 studies showing that pornography use is both correlated with and is the cause of a wide range of violent behaviors. About 50 studies show a strong connection between pornography and sexual violence. Young age of first exposure. A study of university students found that 93% of boys and 62% of girls had sought internet pornography during adolescence. The researchers reported that the degree of exposure uh, to deviant sexual activity before the age of 18 was a particular concern. I'm telling you, it is a problem in every Christian home. One other. Detrimental impacts on the brain. Since 2011, 
There have been 30 peer-reviewed studies which reveal pornography use has negative and detrimental impacts on the brain. Also, there is a direct correlation between pornography viewing and sex trafficking. So anytime you look or anyone looks at a pornographic site, you are putting your stamp of approval, whether you realize it or not, on sex trafficking. God help us. It is an issue that every Christian man and woman, husband and wife, mother and father must absolutely address. Now, through the years, I've heard it. Oh, Pastor, I, I don't ever struggle with something like that. I like what Pastor Bill Perkins said. He says, if you think you're immune to sexual temptation, you're wiser than Solomon, more righteous than David, and stronger than Samson. Good, good quote. You see, there's a great cost when you miss that blessing, and many people are turning to medicate their own inner pain. They're turning to a, a porn site in order to try to find some medication to this pain that they've missed the blessing, and they're seeking for something that will make them feel better. And it does just the opposite. Number three, passing on the blessing. I want to camp here for a moment. In Mark 10, 13 through 16, Jesus is blessing the children. It is a beautiful picture. Now, there are 10 elements in this passage on how to pass down a blessing to your child or to your grandchild. Number one, introduce Jesus. Whatever you do, get your child to Jesus. When you get, to, get them to Jesus, that's the greatest blessing of all. Amen? Matthew 19, 13, then some children were brought to him. Luke 18, 1, and they were bringing even their babies to him. Mark 10, 13, and they were bringing children to him. Parent, your primary job in life is to get your child to Jesus Christ. And a substantial majority of the people who receive Christ as their Savior do so before they reach the age of 18. Listen to this. Nearly half of all Americans who receive Christ as Savior do so before reaching the age of 13. Expose them to the things of God. Introduce Jesus. Number two is reassuring touch. Mark 10, 13. And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. Jesus used the power of touch to bless the children. Parents, there is incredible power in loving touch. Kiss your child, hug your child, lovingly touch your child. That touch communicates love and acceptance and warmth and care and concern and encouragement and, and affirmation. Do not practice social distancing with your child. Amen? Amen. Amen. Number three, uplifting words. Jesus used words to encourage the children. Such unbelievable power in your words. In fact, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Mark 10, 16, and he took them in his arms and he began blessing them, laying his hands on them. Jesus's blessing was a spoken blessing. Your child's ears will be attuned to your encouraging words, I promise you. Now, you can either strengthen your child through your words, or you can tear down your child through your words. And this will most often happen in your daily conversations with your child. So you tell your child, I love you. Well, Pastor Jay, I, I grew up in a home and we didn't really say that. Then get over it. Say it anyway. I love you. I'm proud of you. 
Or if you're wrong, I am sorry. Please forgive me. I was wrong. The blessing of the parent can break the power of a curse. Now, what is a curse? Biblically, it means to speak ill of or to revile. And that's the death part in Proverbs 18, 21. Negative words have the power to destroy and even set a person's destiny. Curses are destructive. Blessings build up. I'm talking about things like negative labels, fool, dummy, stupid, or negative nicknames. Even though they may begin as a term of endearment, it can become a curse. Chubby, loser, four eyes, metal mouth, silly, you know what I'm saying. Negative reputation. You'll never amount to much. I hope you marry someone who's smart. Can't you do anything right? Negative comparisons. Why can't you be more like, or I wish you were more like? You see, your blessing can break the power of curses. If you're carrying a curse in your life, admit it, pray over it, renounce it in Jesus' name, and you start believing what God said about you and not what others have said about you. You choose to forgive those who have placed a curse upon you, and you seek God's blessing, and you start blessing God. Parents, listen to me. It is not too late to bless your child, even if he or she is an adult. Number four, how do you pass down this blessing? Consistent affirmation. Blessing your child includes your affirmation. Now, I want you to notice something, how Jesus affirmed the children. Uh, look again at Mark 10, 14 and 15. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. Now Jesus used the children as an example of those who make up the kingdom of God. Here's what he was doing. Jesus was pointing to the children and telling the adults, you need to be more like them. How affirming. Number five, unconditional acceptance. Notice one word in Mark 10, 15. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. Look at that word receive. It literally means accepted. Jesus received these children. He accepted them. It didn't matter what they looked like. It didn't matter which family they came from. It didn't matter who they were or who they knew or what they uh, didn't have or what they had. Your child needs to know that you accept him, that you accept her. That's not to say that you accept what they do or when they're adults that you accept their lifestyle, but you accept them as your child. When you bless your child, you are saying, I accept you as you are. You don't have to do anything else to have my love I approve of you as a person. You are mine. And no matter what you ever do, I will love you and I will be there for you. And you express their worth and value to you. I'm telling you, many children grow up with the feeling that nothing they can ever do will measure up. Enough is never enough and good enough is never good enough. They spend their lives trying to be accepted, trying to gain someone's approval. And it can be lonely and painful. It can be a dangerous journey leading them to all kinds of destructive things. Number six, how do you pass down a blessing to your child? Attentive listening. Jesus listened to these children. 
Children love to talk, and they want to be listened to, especially by dad and mom. Mark 10, 14, but when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. The children wanted to come to Jesus. Why is that? One reason, I believe, is he knew that he, that, that he would listen to them. Mark 10, 16, and he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. He took time for the children. Parents, what about you? I know how busy you are. I know you're trying to make a living. I know the pressures that are upon you, but your child must have and needs and deserves your full attention. So get off of Facebook for a moment. Let go of the social media. Let go of the cell phone. Let go of your texting for a moment. Get off your computer and pay attention to your child. Part of the blessing involves listening to your child, letting your child talk about what is important to him or her. Your ears can be your greatest ally with your child or your grandchild's attentive listening. That I'm not only listening to you with my ears, but you have my undivided attention in this moment. Number seven is a hope-filled future. Jesus blessed these children by letting them know they had a very special future. God had something incredible in mind for them. Look at verse 14 again. Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. As part of the kingdom of God, they had the greatest future possible, and so does your child when your child knows Jesus Christ. So you tell your child, you have an incredible future. Son, daughter, the best is ahead for you. God has something unique in store for you to do. It gives your child hope. They are constantly bombarded with gloom and doom and negative messages. You need to speak to them about God's unique and special plan and purpose for their lives. Oh, we love Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you son a future, to give you daughter a hope. And you convey that to your son or daughter, to your grandson, your granddaughter. God has something so incredible for you. Number eight is understood accessibility. Blessing your child involves being accessible to your child. Jesus was accessible. He was the most important man that ever walked on the planet. Think about it. He had more to do than anybody has ever had to do. He had the greatest mission ever, yet he made himself accessible to these children. It wasn't an interruption for him. The disciples were trying to protect his time and his energy, and they attempted to keep the children away from him. But notice his response in verse 14, permit the children to come to me, do not hinder them. That word hinder means to restrain or forbid. The word permit means to allow, to give permission. Your child needs to know that no matter where you are or who you are with, if they need you, you are there for them. I was in a pretty important meeting the other day, and my phone started ringing. I looked, and my granddaughter wanted to FaceTime with me. What did I do? I, I told the people in the important meeting that I needed to excuse myself for a moment. 
And I went and talked to my granddaughter. I'm not holding myself up as an example. I'm just saying that your child needs to understand that what is important to him or her is important to you. And you are accessible to him. You're accessible to her. Number nine is specific praying. Now in Matthew 19, 13, Then some children were brought to him so that he might lay his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. Jesus prayed for these children. He called their names out to God the Father. Has your child ever heard you pray out loud for him or her? What an incredible blessing to them. You need to pray with your child and pray for your child every day, sometimes several times a day. And there are four specific things you need to be praying. Number one, you need to pray for your child's salvation. Number two, you need to pray for your child's mate. The second most important decision your child will ever make is who he or she will choose as husband or wife. Number three, pray for your child's protection. I believe in praying a hedge of protection around your children. Number four, you pray for your child's friends because the people they hang out with the most will be the people they become like. And then number 10, how do you pass down a blessing? Protective walls. To bless your child, you must be committed to protecting your child. You will do everything possible to keep him or her from danger. Now, mom and dad, let me say this to you. It is vitally important that you have internet accountability on every digital device. Many Christian parents are not doing this whether it's coveted eyes or whatever you have. And I realize that kids are smart and they can navigate around things, but you need to build as many walls as you can. But you must do something. Jesus was angry when the disciples tried to keep the children from him. He gets angry with anyone or anything that attempts to keep children from him today. I noticed Jesus was incensed. Anything that tries to steal your child's sense of right and wrong, anything that tries to take them away from God or enslaves them still makes Jesus indignant. Your blessing helps to build a wall of protection around your child physically and emotionally, relationally and spiritually. It gives them that sense of security and confidence. Passing down a blessing to your child, to your grandchild. Let me finish up with this. Number four is redeeming the blessing. What if you've missed the blessing? What can you do now? How do you buy back that opportunity? How can you uh, redeem the years that the locusts have eaten? Let me offer five brief actions that you can take. Number one, no matter what age your child is, give your blessing to your child. Don't wait another day. Face-to-face -face is preferable, but if that's not possible, you call or you FaceTime or Zoom or whatever you have to do. And if that's not possible, then write them a letter or send them an email, a text. Give them your blessing. Don't leave this earth without doing this. It is that important. Number two, if your parent is not going to give you the blessing, maybe they're dead or, or you know that they just will not give you the blessing then find an older godly person and ask him or her to bless you and bless your children. 
Friend, there are godly people in this church who would love to be part of your life and your child's life. Number three, be a blesser. Ask God for opportunities to bless someone. Mentoring is a great way of blessing. Men, find a younger man and make him your focus. Mentor him. Ladies, find a younger woman and make her your focus. Mentor her. That is so biblical. Number four, if you have given into temptation and made choices that took you out of God's will, confess that sin and seek God's forgiving and healing grace. I love 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins. He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And you plead the blood of Jesus Christ, representing all that Jesus did on the cross. Come clean with God. Confess your sin. Maybe pornography has a stronghold on you. I'm telling you, there is power in the blood of Jesus, and there is power in the name of Jesus to set you free. Don't you dare believe that you have to live this way. There are men here this morning. I realize you think you're the only one struggling with this issue. You are not. And, and you, perhaps you're in guilt and you're in shame. I'm telling you, you can be set free. But I'm telling you also that you need other people to help you do it. You will heal in relationships. How do I know? Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb. So once you've done that, once you've confessed that, accept God's forgiveness. You know, if God himself says, I forgive you, who are you not to forgive you, right? Well, let me say this. If you pursue happiness, you will never be happy. You won't. But if you pursue holiness, you'll be happy. You know why that is? Because holy people are happy people. So let your heart, let your pursuit be for holiness, for, for purity. Then you're going to find the happiness you so long for. Number five, don't expect any person to be what only Jesus can be to you. No person on earth can be all you need. I'm telling you, if there's anybody, my wife comes close. I'm telling you what a blessing to be married to this godly woman. But let me tell you, it is too much to expect that, that you're going to find all of your needs met in any person. Oh, my friend, we don't mean to, but, you know, people will let you down. People will disappoint you. People, they won't meet all your needs because they cannot. But Jesus is the blessing. Don't miss Jesus. Let me end this message by sharing with you a very brief story, a story that, that I was not able to share out of respect for my mom. But since my mom died and went to heaven on March 20th of 2017, I now have the freedom to share this. It's painful. I grew up in a very difficult home. My mom loved me, but I had a dad that I could never, ever please. I could never be good enough. Enough was never enough for him. And looking back, I'll tell you what it was that I longed for that he never gave me. He never gave me his blessing. 
I never heard from him. I accept you. I approve of you, Jay. And I'm telling you, I am 60 years old, and there are days I'm still looking for that. Remember, Dad had a horrific accident when I was eight years old on his job in Dixie Cup in Fort Smith, Arkansas. In fact, I was nine years old. And it changed him for the worse. I remember one day he took a coat, point, a coat hanger and, and he whipped me with it. I, I remember saying something to him at the dinner table and he took his big Masonic ring and hit me right in the head and knocked me out. Left that imprint, that eagle imprint in my head, my forehead. Verbal abuse was the norm in my home. And I'm telling you, there are patches of times of time, you all, that I can't even remember because I've blocked it out because it was so painful. I can barely remember any holidays, any Christmas or, or Thanksgiving because the pain is so incredible. So no really happy childhood memories. But when Jesus saved me at age 16, I'm telling you, he not only saved my soul, he saved my life because I was angry. I was mad at the world, and I, and I was headed in a destructive path, and I hated everybody. But when Jesus saved me, I'm telling you, a Pentecostal lady led me to Christ. It was the most incredible thing, and this, this wave of liquid love just came over me, and I'm thinking, what has happened to me? Jesus saved me. Well... Through the years, things got a little bit better. When I, when I left home, when I married Angie, he loved her. And when we had our children, he, he uh, liked them. <laughs> kind of. But when he died in February of 2009, he left this world much like the way he lived his life, very quickly. He had a fatal heart attack in his very favorite place on earth, the Walmart Sporting Goods section. I talked to him the day before he died, and the only thing he said to me is, boy, they may not take our guns, but they're coming after our ammunition. Buy all the ammunition you can. He knows that I like guns. That was it. Now, I knew that my dad had a safety deposit box at the bank, and I went down to retrieve some papers, and the thought hit me, maybe, just maybe, he has left something there that says, Jay, I love you. Jay, I accept you. Jay, I approve of you. And so I got excited. And I got in the safety deposit box and I began to thumb through and uh, filter all, all this. And I saw a uh, an envelope with my name on it. And I thought, oh, praise God, this is it. And so I was trembling and I opened that envelope up and I, I read it with anticipation. And, and it said something like this. Jay, in case something happens to me, here's some insurance papers for your mother. That was it. I just sank. I preached his funeral. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Angie and our kids had gone on back to Lakeland, and I stayed with my mom a few days. And I told mom, I said, I need to go out to the cemetery just by myself. And so... I went out to the cemetery, and, and I realized that my dad's not there. I understand that. And I'm not trying to talk to the dead, so please don't, don't think I'm getting weird here. <laughs> not at all. But I just thought, you know what? I just need to say some things. 
And so I went out to that tombstone and I said, Dad, why in the world didn't you just tell me these things? Why didn't you bless me? Why didn't you do that? It would have been so easy. Dad, why? I got in the car, drove back to my mom's house. And let me tell you what God said to me. You never got the blessing from him. But you didn't miss it from me. You didn't miss it from me. I did not miss the blessing of my heavenly father. You may be here today and you had a similar situation with a dad or a mom who never gave you the approval that you so wanted, but I'm telling you, Jesus Christ will meet that need. Turn to him, cry out to him. Parents, give your child the blessing. Grandparents, give your grandchildren the blessing to everyone. Do not miss the greatest blessing of all, and that is knowing that you know that you know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and that you're going to heaven when you die. Let me tell you, on my worst days, I'm still missing hell and going to heaven. Hallelujah, church. Pass the blessing on. God bless you. Pastor Dave. I'm going to ask you to stay steady for just a moment. I told you that we're going to take an offering real quick, so the ushers are coming. For those of you that are set up to text to give, you can do that and hit speaker. Send it to speaker. I want to encourage you, everyone, to be involved with this, please. What we've heard today is truly from God. Father, I pray as we take this offering and then move into an altar call, I pray that we would not be distracted. I'm asking you to help us in these last few moments of the service. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may pass those buckets. Hallelujah. I want you to... After you've given, I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes. I want you to think about your life, not your neighbor's life. I know that everyone has been challenged and stirred. Earlier when I was up here, I referred to the reset button, the reset button. And in hearing a message like this, how foolish we would be without making the appropriate adjustments and hitting reset. And I'm gonna ask you to stand and I'm gonna ask you that if the Holy Spirit showed you something in your life, I'm going to ask you to step forward and come down here and just stand. Don't have to say anything. Don't have to explain anything. But by so doing, you're saying, I'm willing to hit the reset button in an area of my life. Everyone standing, please. I'm going to ask you, 
please come forward. If the Holy Spirit is dealing with you, come forward and stand with me all around the front. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask Him. Ask Him about your life. Ask Him about your words. Ask Him about your actions. I'm going to invite you one more time. If that's you, you see an area that you need to hit the reset button, I want you to come and stand with me. Come and stand. Stand here closing your eyes and asking the Holy Spirit to shine His flashlight on the different areas where He's speaking to you today. You may be here and you missed out like our speaker missed out. You don't have to miss out from this day forward. There's a Father in heaven who loves you. Sometimes those words are so trivial, but I can tell you to the fullest extent of the meaning, He loves you. Anyone else want to join us down front? Don't hesitate. Prayer teams can come down and join us, please. We're just going to pray. We're going to pray and believe God to touch us and to change us. That's all we're going to do. I think we should be doing this every day of our life, asking the Holy Spirit to change us. But I believe that today, something will change for you. Something shifts. Something that you can do. Something in the way that you think. Something in your walk with Christ. Some, something with your children. Something with maybe a young person that you don't even know very well. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we thank you for speaking loud and clear. We thank you that you're personally interested in every aspect of our life. We thank you that your plan for us is awesome. God, we, we, we reflect on maybe our childhood Maybe our raising of our children that you gave us. We reflect on young people around us. Holy Spirit, we're asking you to do something for us. We're asking you to change us. We're asking you to help us. We're 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 totally yielded and surrendered to you. And while we don't know how it's going to look or the words that are going to be spoken or the setup of how it's going to take place, Holy Spirit, you direct us. 
You direct us. We, we surrender that part to you, even. We surrender to you. We surrender to you. God, I thank you that you're moving and that you're touching your people even now. I thank you. I thank you that you're right here with us and you're, you're personally involved with our life. I'm asking you to heal every broken heart. Remove every disappointment. Love your people where there was lack. Be concerned with your children. Shift our mindsets. From this day forward, may we never carry that baggage again. May we never think that way again. Father, we ask you to help us and change our lives in our spiritual walk. And this is another aspect. This is another aspect. This is another room in our house that we've need, we need to dedicate and give to you. We need to open this door and say, come in. It's a mess, but come in. Just, just come in, Holy Spirit. Come in. Now I'm asking you, you to pray. You pray with your words express yourself to him in your words agree with what he's telling you by your help by your help touch your people touch your people your people. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you. Fix, undo, change, rearrange. Touch our hearts. Touch our hearts. Heal every pain. Let your oil be poured in. And Father, as we stand here today as your children, forgive us, we pray. I thank you for your blood that forgives every sin, omission and commission. I thank you that you have great things for each of us. 
and that you're wanting to accomplish them perhaps even more than we do because many of them we don't even know what they are but we bind ourselves to the will of God and the purposes of God and we ask you to move on our life and to change us so that we can fulfill everything that you've called us to so that we can utilize every room in our house and our life for you I thank you that you're here touching God, I know that we'll leave here thinking about this, not only today, but in the days to come. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us as you bring these things to our attention, that we would surrender to you yet again. That in so doing, we'd walk with you. And that the longer we walk with you, the more Christ-like we would become. Help us in our weakness. Let your strength help us through. Now we thank you that you're on our side. And we thank you that you're moving in our hearts. And today we're encouraged by that. We're excited about that. We're looking forward to what you're doing. And I pray that you would continue to touch every heart. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise and glory. Because it's your work in our life. We give you praise. Just go ahead and say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to be quiet while you're dismissed. Some are still praying. Thank you for coming today. We bless you all. Jesus' name.